Welcome to Spare Change. This is a spin-off of our usually scheduled programming to bring you a Christmas update so that you can sound intelligent when you talk to your family. I'm Christopher Florio, joined by my co-host Colin Williams. Colin, how's Albany treating you? You know, Albany's not too bad. It is a little bit colder up here than it was in, in Providence, maybe because you got the coastal breeze going. But uh, yeah, I'm hunkering down under a blanket right now. Uh, that coastal effect is a a wonderful thing. Colin and I bringing this to you from uh, vastly different locations. I am on the island, Long Island, that is. Colin is uh, undoubtedly upstate. upstate upstate in Albany. This is a point of discussion as where we draw the line. Where do we draw the line, Tom would say, <laughs> between upstate and downstate. But Colin has admitted that he is, in fact, uh, upstate. Yeah, that, that's a topic for another day, though. We'll get into that. We got some. We have some bigger fish to fry today. Do you know what happened yesterday, Chris? Um, you know, I, the Yankees met with Manny Machado. Yes, I did see that, but not that. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay, what are we talking about? So, I'm not sure if you saw, but the Fed increased interest rates yet again by 25 basis points, or 0.25%. And as a result, they had a meeting yesterday, and as a result, they also said that they were only going to have two rate hikes in next year, in 2019, which was decreased from their three at one point, possible four that they were projecting at one point. So that's a lot of information to handle. What the heck does any of it mean? So this is a good thing, because there's less rate hikes in 2019, right? To some people, yes. Okay. Um, yeah, all in all, uh, these were rate hikes that we expected. Um, and I think the markets kind of showed that. The Dow only lost 350 points. S&P 500 lost 1.5%. Uh, and, and there were sell-offs earlier in the week uh, in expectation of these things. Um, some analysts were arguing that they, they should have stopped the rate hikes because the markets were uh, not in the best place. This baffles me because when the Federal Reserve was chartered, it had two main jobs. And the two main jobs were, one, monitor and regulate unemployment, and two, monitor and regulate inflation. Those are the only jobs the Fed was charged to do. And as the years uh, developed, obviously they took more of a stake in general financial regulation. But when these um, advisors were coming on to these CNBC shows and on Bloomberg and saying that the Fed can't do this because the market is down right now, that's just baffling to me because in theory that is not the Fed's job. Yeah, so the, the Fed is supposed to remain, right, this is a governmental agency, this is supposed to remain a neutral third party, um, and we get those lines, I think, confused as to where the boundaries Definitely. are. But, I mean, what in terms of what this signifies, um, we're overheating, I, I think is the, the simple way to say it. Um, unemployment is a great stat for the, the president to tout, but we're, we're a little too low, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess that, that's pretty. It's pretty fair to say. Um, one of the main reasons going off of the the unemployment inflation theories of the Fed, unemployment is insanely low right now. I mean, it's almost under three percent, and that's insane. And I can see that too. I was at um, Macy's the other day, and this person was checking me out, and I have no idea how they got that job because they could not count or barely speak English. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you gotta eventually. You just run out of options when you're down. When one only. You know, two and a half, three percent of people are, are looking for a job. Um, you're you're not getting the cream of the crop in the applicant pile. I think that's safe to say. Um, so this this is a, an increase in the federal funds rate. Generally speaking, this is going to increase 
interest rates across the board. Yeah, definitely. I think this is a lot to handle right now um, for our sake and for our listeners' sake. And we'll get back to what this means, I guess, in the uh, in a little while. But do you want to take a breather and talk about my favorite segment? Yeah. You want to do Tom's Net Worth? If you want to, unless I left something out from earlier. No, let's do Tom's Net Worth. <laughs> so, um, I'm sorry, Tom. You lost 3% Wednesday. Um, Aww. I mean, that was my sound effect. Everybody kind of lost 3% Wednesday with uh, with the announcement midday. Only 2.7% week to date, so you posted a positive day. I think it was Monday. But um, Tom's down 31% from his October high. Again, for those of you not familiar with Tom's net worth, um, Tom tracks Apple. It's his only position in the market. It was, I think it was back when the shares were at, uh, yeah, he bought in about like 112, he was telling me. Bought in at 112, got up to uh, greater than 100% return when they got up to 232 in October, and it's been all downhill from there. I, I will say... Hey, he's still positive. He's still positive. I he is still okay. positive. He is still positive. I give him that. He's He's got great spirit. I will say, um, to Tom's little brother, Henry, who really seems to love this segment, and I hope I'm not doing myself any ill will here, it's my understanding that you have the same position that Tom has. Um, big shout out to Hank Cook. Big shout out to Always Hank Cook. Always trashing his brother, but he's he's in the same boat. He's in the same boat. Hank, uh, if you're listening, uh, Merry Christmas and we love you. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't necessarily understand the the celebration of Tom's net worth falling as Hank's uh, falls as well. Um, I guess back to the the harder stuff, and then we're gonna try yeah, and keep I this. Yeah, I guess I guess that's over for the fun stuff. Yeah, we're gonna try and keep this quick, just so you guys have. Um, some ammunition to fight with the adults on Christmas Eve here, so we're wishing you all a Merry Christmas. Um, this is a great listen in the car ride, I guess. Unless you're hosting, in which case you should listen to it as you set the table. I'm sure your parents will absolutely love it. Um, so again, to investors at least, the economy is overheating in the long run. Right. Um, it's already kind of produced an exodus from equities. 2019's forecast isn't great. In my opinion, this is the time to get out. Um, because you can earn 3% now in, in low-risk vehicles. So why would you even bother in the stock market with all those ups and downs? All right, this is this is going to be the point in the show where we disagree a little bit, and that's fine. I 100% agree with you that um, low-risk vehicles are good, especially in this time um, with interest rates going up. We'll talk about this a little bit later in the show. CDs are going to go up, and those are good things to get into. But I do not think that it is the best idea to get completely out of the market. Um, one of my favorite quotes from probably one of the most famous investors out there, Peter Lynch. Um, when you think about famous investors, you think about Warren Buffett, Peter Lynch, Benjamin Graham, all those guys. And what he said once uh, in reference to economic downturn and uh, stock market corrections was, Far more money has been lost by investors trying to anticipate corrections than lost in the corrections themselves. And what this means is that you can wait as long as you want to not jump in the market or you can jump out whenever because you think that you're going to be able to predict when this correction, when this downturn when is going to stop or start. But in doing this, you will lose money because you're going to get in at the wrong time because there's no single investor who is perfectly timed in their investing approach. And I think yeah. that's really important to understand that. Yeah, I mean, you never get out at the high, you never get in at the low. Exactly. Um, would you argue that for people starting up, let's say, at, at this yeah, time, you've got no, if, you've got, if you've got no money in right now, is this the time to buy or is it yeah, going to go lower? I think, 
I, I think it's not a bad idea to step out of it, but I also don't think it's a, too bad of an idea to hop in. Um, okay. I guess I would probably stay out for definitely the next couple of weeks, see what happens, uh, start of 2019. Yeah, so um, you're, waiting then, for, you're waiting yeah, for the beginning I'd say of the just year. Wait, just wait to what happens after uh, December, see what happens early, early January. Um, and just another thing to add to that. Uh, concept of like getting in and out of the market. Uh, I found some stats. Um, it was a survey, uh, or it wasn't a survey, it was an analysis from uh, 1927 to 2017. So, was that 90 years? Yeah. Uh, I believe so. I don't have a calculator <laughs> handy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we only use calculators. We can't do math in our head anymore. So, yeah, it was a study from the past 90 years, um, and this includes both the Great Depression and the Great Recession, which I firmly believe will be renamed the Second Depression in 10 years, but that's another story. Um, and the data that was collected from this, it was noted that um, the S&P 500 had returned per month 0.95%, so almost 1%, and the average quarterly, no surprise, you multiply that by three, you get a 3% return quarterly. And this includes the two biggest right market downturns in... Definitely, two biggest market downturns. So if you were to stay in for 90 years, I hope to live to 90, we'll see, you would return 3% quarterly. But regardless, this is the two largest economic downturns that the United States and the world has ever seen, and we are still returning 3% quarterly. So that's... 12% a year. And that's insane. If you can find me a uh, low risk investment that gives me 3% quarterly, I will gladly take your side and uh, get in on those. Yeah, I could I could think of a whole host of businesses that might um, say they're going to provide you 12% annually. Yeah, I don't know, well, I don't know how we well they would follow up on that though. Yeah, those are called Ponzi schemes. You don't want those. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, there's there's an argument, I think, to be made for both sides. I think Definitely. Collins probably made a stronger argument. Um, I'm stubborn, so I'm, I'm just going to... No, I mean, I don't <laughs> think that's necessarily true. I think it all depends on how risk-averse you are to anything. And for the most part, I think that um, you are more bearish on everything and I'm more bullish. And I think that probably is true about our personalities, too. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's besides the point. So I don't know. I, I do agree that... Um, getting in on these low-risk investments are not a bad idea, and there's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of proof to using them. Yeah. So now we're going to try and wrap this up quickly here, so that you know it shouldn't take you 20 minutes to set the table. Um, but uh, what is what does this mean for for average people here? What does this mean for our listeners? Um, right. It's an interest rate that's increasing, so it's credit card rates they're going to go up, um, mortgages are going to go up, car loans are going to go up. Um, Non-federal student loans, uh, federal loans are typically fixed rate. Uh, uh, Non-federal loans, those rates are going to rise as well. Um, Savings and certificate of deposit results, uh, or uh, rates, I should say, are going to increase. Um, Colin, what what is a certificate of deposit? So a certificate of deposit, or a CD, is uh, an investment vehicle that you can usually do through any bank. And what it is, is you take cash and you put it into this account and the bank makes an agreement with you and says, if you leave it here for three months, six months, 12 months, five years, whatever the agreement is, we will give you a return that is usually significantly higher than it would be on a regular checking or savings account. And you will receive that uh, interest rate that they will be giving you as long as you keep your money in that account with them. Yeah. So you're essentially, you are are, um, awarded a little bit of a premium 
uh, in terms of the interest rate, just because you promise not to touch that money. Depending on the bank or the credit union, you can usually access the interest, not the principal. Um, that's something that you'd have to look into at individual banks. Yeah, but, it, it's also important to read the fine print because a lot of the times, well you might be afraid if you take this money out you'll lose all the interest a lot of times if you take it out um, at a certain time you'll just lose the last three months interest so it's yeah. not as scary as it sounds yeah always important to read the fine print which we are always so reluctant to do um, but it's readings can you really blame us um Boo. yeah i don't i don't really do reading i do calculators i do calculators i don't do reading colin i mean what do you what do you do how do you handle this right now um what are the tips in terms of you know staying um, financially stable and, and smart here. Yeah, like like I said before, I don't discourage getting into the market, but I do strongly encourage getting in on these short-term investments. Yeah. Um, and then, and in terms of, I mean, we're college students. We know what debt looks like. It's I not pretty. <laughs> it's not pretty, and it's also not exciting to hear that our credit card interest rates are going up. That our student loans will be going up, that our mortgages when we do buy a house will be going up. My great uncle was telling me that when he first bought his house in the 1980s, that he was paying like 14% or more yeah. on his mortgage, which is insane. Yeah, I've heard I've heard 18 down yeah. here in this family. So yeah, um, thankful for the fact that we're not that high, right? I mean, it could always be worse. Definitely, definitely. It could always be worse. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, the simplest things to do here are, well, if you can avoid buying a house right now, don't buy a house, uh, don't buy a car, um, pay, pay, pay your credit card bills on time, right? Don't allow the increased interest rate to even enter the question. Um, you should uh, always look to pay off loans with the higher interest rate first, regardless of their principal. Yeah, that's, that's usually the rule of thumb when it comes to financial planning is what you should do. And also another thing to note about paying off your bills, when you pay off your debts, it is a 100% return on your investment because you will no longer have that interest accruing. Yes. So you're, and you have that great weight lifted off of your shoulders of not owing some random person some large sum of money. That is very true. Often evil people as the media yes. depicts them. Yes. Well, I mean, Anybody seeking to make a gain on somebody else is evil, aren't they? Yeah, I guess that's fair. It's it's a it's a subdued form of evil, but it's it's an evil nonetheless. Do we have anything else today? I don't think so. You see, we wanted to keep this short, and I don't think we've necessarily succeeded. No, we didn't do that. That's probably my fault. I talk too much. I, we both love the sound of our own voice. Can you really? Can you really fault us? I, I you really can't. You really can't. You really can't. But since is the end of our show, and since we did not start with a joke. I think we should end on one. We should end on a joke. Yeah. Colin, you got one? Uh, I do have one. Let's see. All right. So, California, they have a fault line, right? San Andreas Fault? Yes, they do. Well, what happened to the bank during the California earthquake? Uh, what happened? I don't know. It went into default. <laughs> <laughs> Bye bye bank. <laughs> into default. You know, I actually, I'm just, I hadn't heard that one beforehand. Um, we were throwing this show together a little bit last minute, so that was, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna applaud you for that one. That actually was pretty. I was, uh, Thank you. while Thank you. while entirely unsophisticated, not bad. Um, Thank you. I got it myself from the you internet. You got it yourself from the internet. Okay. Yes. 
Um, that's just about all we've got for you. Um, again, we, we, miss, we wish you all uh, safe travels and a Merry Christmas. Um, this is a great time to be with uh, your family and show them how much you've learned from listening to two stupid people talk on a podcast. <laughs> um, so this has been Spare Change. I am Christopher Florio. I am Colin Williams. Uh, all the best, guys. Thank you for listening.